It's easy to get lost. This is The Revenue Maze, and I'm Valerie Cobb. Join me as we navigate the halls, dead ends, and U-turns on your path towards upward growth trajectory. The Revenue Maze is sponsored by Revenue North Star, guidance and execution through fractional revenue leadership, uncovering hidden revenues, and empowering small business growth through process-driven sales customized to your company environment. Welcome, everybody, to another great episode of The Revenue Maze. I have a wonderful guest, and his sense of humor is very fun. A little bit dry, but very fun. <laughs> um, he has four kids. Now, that's interesting enough, but they're all under the age of six. He is a guitar-playing Kansas Jayhawks fan, his hobby is golf, but his wife whoops his butt, as that's what he says. <laughs> so obviously, four kids under six, and his wife kicks his butt. So she must be an amazing woman. We'll talk about that a little bit. He loves to give back to the community. He's an innovative industry leader and a VP of sales at Warehouse Quote. Welcome, Mike Adkins. Thanks, Valerie. Thanks for having me on today. <laughs> well, I'm super excited about this dialogue. Um, we've had a lot of uh, a really great chat before, and I think people want to hear a lot about you. But first of all, we always ask the same silly question. What is one thing that you can tell the listeners and the viewers that will help them get out of the revenue maze? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and we talked about this a little bit before. There's so much in, in starting a business and, and getting the revenue wheel uh, really turning. Um, and for us, I think what was really important, um, and me personally, uh, was just the clarity around what we were doing. So, you know, I think we, we had stop gaps in each phase of our growth and development and, you know, uh, maturizing the, the sales process that, you know, it, it, I think there are points where you just have to step back and say, you know, what, what are we doing very simply um, today? And what's, what's really important this month, this quarter, this year, um, if you're looking out that far. Um, and I think really just focusing on that, that uh, clarity and all that you do, whether it's messaging, reporting uh, in, in terms of success, uh, discussing what you do with customers. Um, if you can't be clear around where you're going, it's, it's really hard to get there. And, and it's really easy to, to deviate off the path. <laughs> so we almost, you know, is beating a drum uh, in many cases, especially early, as we were really trying to find our niche and um, our message. Yeah. So you hear a lot about that. You hear a lot about, okay, be clear but it's it's very difficult. Sometimes you think you are being clear, first of all, and I always kind of use the term, I'm a hero in my own mind as a joke, right? Because a lot of times I think I'm being very clear and then you find out later, uh, no, it wasn't very clear. So give us a couple of pointers of how you've kind of sort of done that throughout your career. Right. Um, you know, I think uh, just specifically with warehouse quotes. So, uh, you know, I left the big safe consulting world uh, about two and a half years ago um, had a pretty uh, position where I was just, you know, just had to keep marching and, and waiting um, and looking at potential partnership at a, at a pretty large firm. And 
uh, you know, I, I was sitting around uh, when I got introduced to Ben Hagedorn and, and Jordan um, Bronk, my, my CMO um, and CEO, uh, Ben, Ben is our CEO. Apologize for that. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, you know, I, I really, I was really taken off guard by their vision and clarity and what they wanted to do, I think very early. Um, and it was incredibly important, I think, in recruiting me to come over and, and help build the sales team here. Um, you know, at that point in my life, I wasn't, you know, my, my vision and clarity on, on just my personal goals wasn't incredibly, in, incredibly clear. Um, and, and I wasn't, I think, um, hundred percent bought in that, uh, that the big firm consulting partnership, you know, the golden handcuffs that come along with that was really what I wanted at this point <laughs> in my life. Um, and I, I really had to sit down and, and look at, you know, personally, you know, what did I want to do over the next, um, three, five years? And, um, I've always enjoyed being around growth. Um, I, I love building something, uh, previously built several practices and handed them off and, and the opportunity to come in, build, and and potentially, you know, change lives of the folks we're working around, right? Build build something of value um, was incredibly uh, intriguing to me. So, you know, that's really in in terms of warehouse quote and where we're at today. Like that moment of clarity when I when I wrote down really what I wanted to do, um, I distilled that into kind of the top three, you know, three to five uh, things I wanted to achieve over the the course of the kind of the near and intermediate future. And, you know, that really helped me make, I think one of the better decisions I've ever made in, in coming over to Warehouse Quote. So it's interesting because you kind of brought up a couple of things. First of all, it started with yourself, um, the clarity and defining your personal vision and mm -hmm. mission statements and things like that. And, you know, there's a lot of self-help out there that all say that that's what you need to know. You need to know where you want to be. What do you want to do? Yep. And you end up, it's kind of back in the college days where you're kind of like trying to decide your major or where you kind of go. And it, it can be kind of gut-wrenching a little bit, mm -hmm. but it it's just kind of what I call 101, right? You've got to know what it is you want and go after it because then you're going to have all these other things that get in the way, but you kind of can pivot around those. Why don't more businesses understand that? I, I, I'm just curious. Yeah. Well, I think, I think there's a lot of noise out there. Um, you know, I, you know, you mentioned, I don't know how many thousands of self-help books, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and between the both of us, I'm sure we have a, a bookshelf full of books around sales and revenue management and RevOps. And, <laughs> yes. You know, all these different schools of thought that, um, that uh, are the way to do it, right? Um, the, the, you know, the ticket punching, you know, process or add to your team or, you know, how to hire. There's, there's all these noise, you know, all these, I think, different, directions you can be pulled if you really dive in and um to step back and simplify um and, and i'm a big on lists you know if, if it's not <laughs> on the list it's probably not happening um, you know i carry a little tiny notebook around with me uh to to track all the things i gotta do but um you know when i when i get a little bit overwhelmed with um gosh you know this approach versus this approach or um, you know, we want to have this particular sales process opposed to this, or we want to track it this way or that way. You, you know, I think 
stepping back and saying, okay, you know, what's my objective here? Um, what do we want to be able to do, right? And, and get that into max two to three bullet points, options start falling off very quickly. And I think, sim you know, simplicity is, is one of the keys to clarity, at least in, in my experience. And um, if you don't spend time to simplify uh, your decision-making process, you know, you just have a lot of input in which you're trying to get an output of, right? So um, yeah. I, I think that really distilling what you're, what's important, ranking, prioritizing, getting to that top two to three is one of the most important things you can do in, in you know, achieving some clarity around whatever, whatever's on your plate at the time. Yeah, I love that. There is a lot of noise and, you know, there's, there's different groups that are even talking about, um, indecision being a decision mm -hmm. these days because of the noise. Right. I mean, I, I, I struggle with that as, as well. We all sort of do, you know, I, I'm, I have kind of a, an eclectic personality. So my, uh, my home is a bit eclectic and my daughters are like, well, maybe if we just kind of got rid of this and I'm not a hoarder. So anybody's yeah. asking, I'm not a hoarder, but they're like all my little treasures. And so I am a little bit curious of how you've been able to kind of simplify it down to the top three, for instance. And I'm mm -hmm. sure others uh, welcome that advice because that is hard, right? You're going, well, that's a shiny object. This is a shiny object. This is my treasure. This is my mm -hmm. whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think, and I think, you know, you, you mentioned um, uh, just that indecision is a decision, right? And I think, you know, back, back to sales, right? Yeah. I think, gosh, if, if you're not clear about why you're, you're the right decision for a customer, I mean, that's exactly where I think leads to the, to the, the indecision decision, right? Sure. Um, we all say that time kills all deals. Um, and, and in my experience, especially, I think um, in the industry we're in, it, it certainly is true. So if, if you can't clarify um, why it is that you're, um, you know, the, the best option for the moment uh, in, in, in ideally long-term with customers, uh, it, it, it becomes a tough thing to do. Um, I think, you know, the, the concept of the, the needs, wants, and wish list, right? You know, and, and again, I'm, I just need to simplify things in my, in my head uh, so I can, I can get my head around them. Um, but when you really take a look at um, the, the list of things, right, that, that are really important and trying to distill that, um, depending on where you're at in the pro like you might not have time for the, the wants, you know, or the wishes, right? Everybody wants to be, you know, in high growth mode and have automation all over the place. And, but sometimes what you really need is a customer story and, and to go get that one deal and, and identify that one customer to, to bring in and, and start building, you know, a process, you know, works. Um, so I, I think uh, just classifying it again in, in simple ways, like what do I really, what is, what do I really need right now? What does my team really need? What does my lieutenant, you know, from a sales perspective really need? And, and I think if you really focus on what the necessity is, you get to point of clarity pretty quickly and, and saying all this stuff is fluff, right? But we can't do without X, Y, and Z. Um, and, the, and the list becomes pretty short, I think, pretty fast. Mm. 
That's that's sage advice because you know in my in my own practice that has been a challenge with all the competing priorities, right? And just taking that step back to say, okay, for the moment, what is needed? Because I tend to, especially in a chief revenue officer standpoint, I'm always looking five years out at what the plan could be testing it and then standing that up. Right. And, um, and as I stand that up, then I have to go year by year, what is needed by then. So my mind is constantly churning at what's next, what's next. And you're completely right. When I, when I think about some of them, I was talking to a client this morning. He's like, right now, this is what we need. We'll worry about the year out, <laughs> you know, this kind of thing. And yeah. and it's a great reminder because I think we kind of all get in that that mode. I mean, people are talking about recession right now and they're like, what do I do? And that almost is counter to what they should be doing, right? It, it, you know, so that's yeah, awesome. I think especially, you know, in, in early stages, um, you know, it's very hard, I think, to, you know, to predict where exactly you're going to be in 18 months, right? When, <laughs> when you're opening the doors to a new, uh, kind of a new venture, right? And, um, you know, you can make so many assumptions. And I think you uh, get in, you can get very easily into a rut of, of, you know, kind of almost pre-playing the tape, right? Like, this is how it's all going to go, right? Yeah. But, it's all based upon assumptions and, and what I fabricated in my mind is, you know, what's going to happen in the next six months um, where, you know, I think, um, you know, for us, it was all right. You know, the next 30 days, we're really going to refine message. We're going to get it out in the field. We're going to get feedback. Like we're really, we're going to take this down and, and distill it down to the simplest points we can and, and communicating what we, we need to, to customers. Okay. Well, now we got our message. Now it becomes, you know, you know, how do we um, measure progression of the customer journey through a, a pursuit and, and how do we keep them moving along the lines to eventually a, a deal? And, you know, what are what's important? Where are we falling short, you know, uh, from a from a progression perspective? And how do we just narrow in on that one piece of the, the puzzle? Um, and, you know, I think you know, I had a, a mentor once said, you know, Mike, don't boil the ocean. Right. Um, which I, I always, you know, she was from Iowa and uh, that's a, a pretty common saying in those parts, which is funny because it's, there's no oceans around, but uh, <laughs> everybody says it for some reason. Um, and, you know, in, in a lot of things, when things get complicated, um, you know, I think we have a tendency of trying to fix it all yeah. um, or a shotgun approach to saying, well, we'll see what gets fixed first. And, um, you know, again, stepping back and say, okay, what's, what's, really broken here what um do we what what if we improve it is going to impact us the most in the next two weeks 30 days um etc and, and really just hyper focusing on on some of those things and i think if you break it out you know you can feel momentum um which is important to me like progress is important like i can't uh the status quo uh you know i'll get bored frustrated with right I'm <laughs> Uh, as many sales uh, folks are, um, many, many leaders of uh, companies as well, right? It's, it's all about getting to the next objective. But if the object objectives are a little smaller um, and a little bit easier to attain and you're 
you know, celebrating the, the small wins, I think it's a lot easier to make progress pretty quickly. Yeah. So that, that kind of brings me a little bit back to, uh, you kind of started in this new venture with warehouse quote and how did that come about? What, what did you, what were you, you kind of alluded to that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, it was, it was an interesting progression because I took a left turn uh, compared to <laughs> most of my colleagues and it was right at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, you know, so April, 2020. Um, and, uh, and I, previously I was working um, at uh, RSM, it was a large consultancy. I led a technology uh, service line and Microsoft practice there. So I uh, was in the tech space and, and professional services. And, uh, you know, I, I got to a point where, you know, I just wasn't sure if um, the road I had been traveling for eight years, which was a very strange realization, right? So in, you know, in, a, in a part, you know, in a partner model, right? The, the goal every day, you know, for somebody, at least from, from my perspective was get a little bit closer, right? Get a little bit closer to be invited in, into the circle, right? Um, and then one day I just, I, I kind of had this, you know, again, moment of, I, I it eventually became clarity, right? Where it's just like, this isn't maybe what I want to do for the next, you know, however many years, um, you know, it's a long-term commitment. And um, I wasn't sure that uh, I was, uh, you know, quite had found my calling. Um, you know, additionally, we, we benefited from a lot of growth and the, the company got really big. Um, and I'm not, I'm just, you probably know this from the few conversations we've had is I'm just not a red tape guy, you know, <laughs> you know, just, uh, you know I, I need to, I need to run a little bit. And, um, and in talking to Ben and, and, and Jordan, um, you know, that opportunity presented itself. I felt like they were bringing a unique, uh, solution, um, specific to industry. Um, it, it was very similar to the managed IT offering, that many companies out there provide, but it was applied to, to warehousing and distribution, which, you know, in and of itself, kind of that, that, that model in that space was pretty unique. Mm -hmm. um, and then just the unit economics of recurring revenue and uh, fairly sticky uh, business, et cetera, like all those things were exciting. Um, and so was the, you know, the prospect of growing it. Um, and I, my moment of clarity in, in, in deciding to move forward um, after I'd gone through all the, the list and distilling it down, you know, trying to be somewhat process oriented around it was, <laughs> um, you know, holy cow, the world is ending. <laughs> Still considering this move, like in normal circumstances, <laughs> I would have, I would have done it immediately. Right. Um, yeah. And um, in, in kind of that moment, I said, look, this has got to be the right thing for me to follow right now. And, um, and, and made the jump. And, you know, I think, uh, uh, the day I said, yes, um, you know, I was on a plane for, for the current employer. I was in Detroit airport. It was shut down. There was nothing, nothing in there. I was supposed to go, uh, to a Sixers game in Philadelphia. Uh -huh. I was told to turn around and that day the NBA shut down. Right. So like the world was literally, <laughs> yeah. Middle. Um, and I, I called Ben, uh, when I got home, I said, I'm in, you know, and, uh, and the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. So how did warehouse quote work through your clarity model for revenue? I'm, well, I'm just, yeah. I mean, um, well, we, you know, 
I'm not, I'm not saying I was oversold with kind of the progressions that have been made, but uh, it was definitely a blank sheet of paper uh, when I came in. So, um, you know, just everything needed to be uh, 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 stood up, you know, from the, what is our standard, what are the stage gates in our sales process? Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, you know, we don't have a, you know, a deck to, to even pull up. Right. So we, you know, I uh, had to work through some of that. And, um, you know, I think for me coming from out of industry, you know, it was very important for me to get, again, get my, my brain around sim simplicity, right. You know, what are we doing? Um, and, uh, you know, the leadership here, Ben and Jordan, I I've always been big on, on clarity. Um, and really we had three components we were bringing to, to the market. And that was, a network of warehouses. So you provide scalable and flexible solutions for distribution uh -huh. uh, technology that brings all of that stuff together and gives you insights uh, to run your business and, and support because supply chain is hard and things happen. And very, very few folks out there, I realized really truly want to be accountable in, in handling, <laughs> um, handling the issues. Um, and those were our three things. And, and those became, for a period of time, like our, our three uniques is what we call them. Right. And we just, every, almost every meeting, every all hands, you know, we, we were really just hammering this home. So it was just a, a corporate vernacular, right. Of, of what we did. Um, and was natural for us to talk about, you know, and I think customers and prospects are very keen on sniffing out when, uh, you're not on board with something, right? Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's hard to sell something you, you're not sold on. Um, yeah. you know, and uh, for us, it was getting really comfortable around that. And, and what do we do every, every day for our customers and, and what value are we bringing them? Um, and we marched with those kind of the, the discussion points around those three uniques for months. I mean, just <laughs> every day. Um, and uh, today, you know, I think we could still ask anybody in the company what what our three uniques are, um, and uh, they'd be able to to rattle them off uh, pretty quickly. So uh, again, just what do we do? Very basically, uh, what are the three things we bring to the table? Um, and uh, that was really effective in getting our messaging put together. You know, so I I had Catherine Brown on recently and we were talking, um, I don't know if you've read her book, but it's, um, how good humans sell. And one of the thing, key points that we were talking about was, um, making it easy on customers to buy. And one of the challenges that quite often you run into is a founder or owner really is passionate about what they're doing. They believe in it. They believe in it. Right. And then you have to scale. You have to be able to get others in your company to have that same passion because you're right. The customer sniffs if something isn't quite there, that person doesn't believe in it. And, um, and actually I was talking to Mel over at Omicle, the same thing. She had said quite quite emphatically, make it easy. Yet we all as humans seem to want to overcomplicate that, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, so you have these two founders that you align with completely. Now you're building this team 
and they now know their three there's three differentiators. You're, you call them three uniques, right? Or whatever you right. actually just yeah. said. And that's that's huge. Yeah. That's very important because then people can get behind it, right? They can really understand it. So how have you guys kind of, you know, do you, you said at all hands, all of these things, how are you, how are you going to work those three through your scaling? Cause you guys are at a fast growth mode, correct? Uh, uh, yes, we are. Yeah. So, you know, I, so one, it was reiteration. So, you know, Ben, our CEO, we kind of leave the all hands and, you know, he has this thing where he does um, some questions up front, you know, just kind of facts about the company or some individuals, you know, hidden talents, those types of things. And, you know, has a, you know, bag of kind of candy and I'll throw it out when, when somebody gets it right. <laughs> and, and I, every single one, uh, he, he asked what our three uniques are. Right. So it's coming from the top from Ben. Uh, so he was, he was really big on, on clarity, um, within our sales process. Um, you know, okay. We have a particular opportunity, um, rank our three uniques against what the customer really needs at that point, right? And so in every sales cycle, right, we're, we're in order for things to move forward, we're requiring our, our sales personnel to understand where exactly we align with, with the customer at, at a very sim simple level, right? For <laughs> all the major scoping and technology, like how are we aligning with what they need with what we can provide, right? Um, and And, the strength of that alignment obviously um, leads to, you know, higher, higher that, that alignment, the higher propensity to, to close a deal. Right. And um, it, it was just really kind of in everything that we were doing. Um, I created um, uh, laminated, you know, cards, um, you know, eight by 11 that had triggers and, you know, but they were all aligned to our three unique. So everything that um, I think our folks were, were seeing and, and the processes that they were continuing to develop somehow hinged off of what those uh, those three uniques were. It was kind of embedded in everything. Um, and when you find something real, I think you feel is really important, you know, to, to have a little bit of that in everything you're doing, mm -hmm. some way or another, um, just to be a tether back to why are we here, right? Um, is is I think uh, incredibly uh, you know effective and you know, it just is pervasive, right? It gets into everything. Uh, so there's no escaping it. Um, and if we wanted to change it to, you know, the, you know, you know, four pillars, like we would have trouble probably doing it, right? Because it's so much everything <laughs> that we do um, uh, that, you know, just, it's, it's just, it's just everywhere. So um, I, I think really showing commitment, you know, that is commitment, right? It's, it's not throwing it up on a wall you know, and, and letting it sit there, right? Like you got to really challenge, I think, as your people are coming up with new processes and ways to, ways to work and interactions with customers or each other, like what, you know, it's really important. It just needs to be, you know, how does it, how does it relate to X, Y, and Z, right? And, and those were often the, the questions and, you know, critical challenges, right? As we we're having strategy meetings, like how does this align to, our three uniques, right? And, mm -hmm. and being able to tie it off and, and uh, being very intentional about, again, just tying something to something simple, right? And, and something we've 
we felt we have put together a, a really clear uh, understanding internally around. Well, that is really cool listening to that story. And yes, being very intentional because we can, we can end up very much. I think at the beginning of this conversation, you kind of mentioned something that gets us off true North if we don't, right? I mean, we have our guiding star and all of a sudden we find ourselves in the wrong country because we, we went off that, that guiding star. So I, I think that's, that's very compelling. So Mike, how let's hear, like, if you had the ability now you talked about four kids, so I'll kind of change this up. <laughs> You've got four kids under the age of six, you know, if you could go back to kind of your younger, wiser self. And so maybe picture one of your kids, what advice would you give them? I I'm curious. Yeah, I think, um, beware of the noises is probably one of the biggest ones. Right. Um, and you know, I've, I've kind of weaned myself off of, uh, for the most part, you know, the social media and, 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 and not that there's anything wrong with it, but you know, I, I know I'm the type of guy that, you know, like I'll dive in and I'll, I'll go down the, I'll go down the rabbit hole. I do too. I do too. (laughs) Yeah. Or I just spent going through, you know, Instagram pages or, or whatever. Like, (laughs) gosh, maybe I, you know, if my goal is really to, you know, um, become a, a better sales leader or pitch man or, you know, uh, you know, inside sales rep, you know, and, and prospecting, right? Like to me, like replacing that time, the noise with productive things around, you know, improving your skill set, knowledge, um, becoming, uh, just a better, um, better professional, you know, is much better use of the the time, right? And pays out far more than the the immediate gratification I get on on jumping down, uh, you know, the the social media pages. So, um, you know, this, this is one example of the noise, right? Um, you know, I think when we have goals and and setting, you know, setting, you know, things that again aren't aren't that important aside, um, you know, maybe you know, financially, you're trying to get somewhere and saying, look, the, the vacation just, you know, that's a, that's a want or a wish this year. Right. And, and I'm, you know, this is my goal and clear is to, you know, uh, pay off my car and, in, in, you know, the next 12 months. Right. It's yeah. like, well, if, if the world doesn't work and being able to do everything at once. Right. And, and so separating out some of the noise, because, you know, my, you know, buddy wants to go on a golf trip or, or whatever and say, no, you know, like maybe I should probably, you know, uh, stick to my goals. I think just understanding and, and kind of tuning your ears to, to what the noise really is, um, and, and being conscious that it's always out there. Um, you know, I think, uh, when I remove it, things just become easier, you know, uh, for me personally. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Distraction is, is very much out there and time is our only, only thing that we own, right? (laughs) What we do with our time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, and and what goes along with that is, is, you know, do, do what you want, right. You know, um, and, and what, what drives you. And, um, you know, I realized that the, the title of partner at, you know, previous firm wasn't, the thing that really drove me, I like being around the growth and, and, um, you know, the opportunity to 
start a company at X, end up in Y and have so many lives, you know, and, and we got, we got some big goals, right? Like some life changing stuff. And, and the, the uh, potential to impact, you know, the people we're working with every day and, and really uh, provide a, a completely new path for them. Like that to me is incredibly exciting, um, you know, to, to be able to impact uh, in a positive way uh, the the people we're working with every day. So um, uh, that, that I found out, you know, that's that's what really motivated me. And like, don't be afraid to run after it, you know, yeah. show no fear. So <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll happen. I wish I would have taken, you know, to, to advice, I wish I would have taken a few more risks probably earlier on where it was, you know, my 22 year old brain did not comprehend that when I was, you know, 33 with, you know, three and a half kids, right. That like, <laughs> I had a lot more to worry about, uh, from, from a risk perspective, you know, that like, that's the time to go after it. And, um, you know, retrospectively, uh, probably wish I would have done a little bit more of that, uh, and, 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 uh, just stuck my neck out there a little bit further, uh, early on. <laughs> no regrets, no regrets. Cause that's, no regrets. What you, that's yeah. as We're you here. came, that's yeah. where you've come to, right. That's our learning and growth, uh, in life. And it'll probably change. I, I hate to tell you this cause I'm a little bit older than you. It'll probably change again once in a while. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, at some point you need a mo new moment of clarity, right? So exactly. What, what it keeps life super exciting. Yeah, so. I can I can tell you mine mine's never dull. Uh, with <laughs> not with, on, so. not with four kids under the age of six. Yeah, Do you ever even get something. to sleep? <laughs> yeah, my, I think we were we were joking a little bit earlier. I mean, my, clarity for me every day is starting with four kids and ending with four kids. Right, so <laughs> that's the goal, uh, and uh, everything else is is uh, you know icing on the cake. <laughs> Yeah, that would that would be in that mode. So Even Mike, they love to, you know, the audience also likes to hear more about you. Like I, we talked about golf. Obviously, your wife kicks your butt in golf. Mm -hmm. You already said yep. that. Yep. What are some of the fun things that you do with these four kids under six and <laughs> your me time? And <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, um, I think uh, one of the things that favorite things I like to do is uh, I kind of rotate them out on uh, taking one, taking them out one at a time. Uh, you know, it's it's funny how different they are, even even when you separate them together. So uh, spending a little time with them, uh, you know, just run into maybe a, a local event in town uh, that, you know, one I, I went to a uh, monster truck rally uh, like last year, which uh -huh. I, had never, I had never been to one. Um, and so it was a new experience for me, but uh, you know, something I probably would have never done on my own, but you know, I have a three and five year old boys. So uh, you couldn't get more cool than, than, uh, <laughs> than monster trucks flying through the air. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, you know, those types of things I, I think are a lot of fun. And, and, you know, you mentioned time as being the kind of the one thing we don't have uh, a whole lot of, um, or, or at least it's the, the one, the most limited resource we have. Right. So, um, spend, you know, I, I think I, I do take a little bit more time, uh, than I used to, uh, just slowing down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, taking the weekend and really, you know, heading out for a weekend trip or, uh, or, um, you know, jumping right into, uh, 
you know, an event that my kids want to go to, or, um, you know, again, just not having everything so planned out, um, and, and really kind of just living in the moment a little bit. Uh, that's where <laughs> I probably get the most fun. And I think the, the, the most fun things happen. Uh, that's, that's when it's, it's shaken up. Um, but yeah, like, like you mentioned, I, I, you know, for, for fun, I, I'm just trying to catch my wife uh, on the golf course. So uh, it's a it's a humbling. It's been a humbling existence. Uh, we've been been married for ten years and uh, um, uh, kind of together for fifteen. So um, you know, since I met her, she was uh, you know first time I I saw her swing a golf club. I said, "Oh man, I'm uh, I'm in for a long." long years so uh, but uh you know we we do that together uh, that's kind of our time time out alone and um you know when we can uh spend a couple hours away from the kids and get into the quiet we might not say anything for four hours and that's that that might just be fine uh depending you know, depending on what's going on that day so um but uh just really taking the time i think it's it's easy to work you know for me i'm i you know, you could classify me probably as a workaholic, like probably a lot of your listeners and yourself, yeah. you know, always got to be doing something. Um, and, uh, you know, really have enjoyed the last couple of years, just taking a little, little time out and, and saying, look, you know, the, the time spent over here is just as important, um, you know, in, in as the, as the 80 hour week or, or whatever might be on the, on the table. Yeah. So do I have this right? you married your wife for her golf swing or is that when she, yeah, she won your heart? Yeah. We, we were, we were dating and, uh, yeah, she, uh, she's a great scramble partner. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, uh, after, after that, it was, it was all, it was his history. History was already, already written, but, uh, you I, know, she's, a, she's, she's a, a fabulous golfer and a, a probably a better better human than me. So, uh, it's, it's been, it's been good for me to have her around. Yeah, that that's so funny. My husband says that he married me because I ate a pint of ice cream in about 10 minutes and put him under the table when we first met each other. <laughs> I don't have the claim to the golf, the golf swing, but that was, <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, you know, my, my, uh, my wife has shown some pretty pretty uh good uh dance moves and especially back in our our college days so that's probably when i i you know whether i knew it or not i decided i said look i'll take the one dancing on the table so uh, (laughs) well she sounds like a blast that is that's amazing (laughs) yeah she's she's a lot of fun (laughs) well mike hi this has just been such a fun episode on clarity, on where you've come from, where you're going. Um, the three uniques, I'm going to remember that left and right, you know, three uniques. What's your three uniques? That's going to definitely help me for today. Where can the listeners get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. Probably the best way is uh, is LinkedIn. So, um, you know, of the social media still left in my, in my, on my phone, the app still left in my phone. That's probably the one I'm most active on. Uh, <laughs> if you're active on social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I, I think I'm, you know, open to connections there. So I'm always happy to connect and, um, you know, whether it's uh, leveraging my network to, to help out or a quick conversation or a call, um, I always enjoy, uh, enjoy doing that. So uh, probably the quickest way. 
Um, and if uh, any of those are rather do uh, email or something like that, uh, mAdkins, M-A-D-K-I-N-S at warehouseclo.com. Very cool. Well, there, there you all have it. It's another great episode on the Revenue Maze. I have had an amazing guest. I want to thank everybody for listening and viewing. And if you liked it, share it, love it, give, give Mike a shout out. Um, we certainly appreciate his time today and for all the listeners. And again, thank you so much, Mike. No, thank you for having me. It's been a blast and uh, great to get to know you a little bit more uh, during this conversation. Thank you all for joining another great episode. For show notes, links, and resources, visit revenuemaze.com. And never forget, you are why. 